After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen it when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and then bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Well, children, that was amazing. Thank you so much. Um, Love to see you on stage. Brilliant costumes this morning and uh, well played. What I want to do is I want to just very, very briefly uh, pick up on the story of the wise men. So here we go. This is what the Bible says. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who's been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Jesus coming into the world is the best thing ever, I think. Uh, Many of other people think. But here's the question I want us to ask this morning, a simple question. And it's this, what do you think of Jesus? What do you think of Jesus? Because there are different different opinions of Jesus. Here are a few. Uh, Many people are very happy about Jesus. Uh, Best news ever. Other people are kind of unsure. What, I mean, what does it really mean? What does he really mean for us today? How can we be sure? How can we know? Others are just kind of not that bothered. It's kind of like, so what? I mean, What's the relevance today? But then others actually are quite angry when we talk of Jesus, particularly when we talk about what he commands and what he says. And my guess is that all of us will fall into one of those faces, one of those categories um, this morning. And so what I want to do is just pick out three responses from the Bible to Jesus coming into the world from Matthew chapter 2. Here's the first, and it's King Herod. King Herod was not happy. And here is what we read about him. When King Herod heard this, that the king of the Jews has been born, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. You see, Herod was king. He hears there's another king, and he's going, I don't want there to be another king. And so he says to the wise men, he called the Magi secretly and found out from them The exact time the star appeared, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Now, Herod was not being genuine. We know that Herod wanted to actually not just just kind of silence Jesus. He wanted to kill Jesus. And in the back end of Matthew 2, it's pretty grim what happens there. So Herod wanted to get rid of Jesus. And here's the thing about Herod. And do you know what? It's the thing about our hearts as well. Is this. Jesus is the greatest. He's the son of God who came into the world. But the heart of our sinfulness is that we want to be the greatest. Let's just think about how that, how that works out. Um, okay, let's think about Lion King. Here is Mufasa. Mufasa is the king of um, the jungle. He's the king of everywhere in, in um, The Lion King. And when Simba is born, we know that Simba up here is going to be the next king. But evil Uncle Scar, he wants to be king. 
And so he tricks Simba into disobeying his parents, and it ends up with Mufasa dying. And Scar becomes king. And there's a very interesting thing that Scar says at one point. He says this, I am the king, I can do whatever I want. I am the king, I can do whatever I want. Now, you may not actually slaughter someone to get your own way, um, but we all want to do things our way. It's the heart of our sinfulness. So when it comes to our time, you know, we, 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 like, we want to be kind of calling the shots on what we do. Have you, have, how frustrated do you get about waiting? I think it's one of the reasons why we struggle to wait is because we want to be in charge of our time and we feel people are stealing our time. We've got to wait. So we want to be in charge of our time. Our money, um, we often are kind of very precious about that rather than generous about that. Um, we go, I want to call the shots with my money rather than God. And then what and who we give our hearts to, our love to, our desire to. We want to be in charge of that too. And our culture, of course, is telling us that is your right. You know, do be who you want to be exactly when you want to be with whoever you want to be. Whereas actually part the heart of our sinfulness is that we're going, I want to be king. So here's, here's Herod and here's us actually. Um, Jesus is the greatest. He, he calls the shots, but we want to call the shots. We want to be the greatest. So there's the first response to Jesus. What if you can relate to that? There's another response to Jesus though as well. And it's this. The religious leaders, and this is maybe a bit surprising, the religious leaders, they appear not to be bothered by Jesus. So let's read, let's read on about them. When King Herod had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, these are your church leaders, he asked them where the Messiah, the Christ, God's promised king, was to be born. And they've got the answer immediately. They know their Bibles. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written, and then they quote from the prophet Micah in the Old Testament. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. The really interesting thing about them is they know exactly where the Christ is going to be born, and when the wise men come and go, where is the king? Herod goes to them and says, where's the Messiah going to be born? They know where to point them, but they don't seem to bother going and finding out. They're just not interested to go and find out. They don't see that Jesus is anything special. And so here's another thing about well, about them, but also about us, is this. Jesus is the greatest, but you know, often we just don't see that. We don't see that he's the greatest. I think he's a bit irrelevant. I mean, 2,000 years ago, just another world leader, another religious leader. One of you seen the, um, the Tesco's Christmas advert. I think Christmas advert is always quite fun. Uh, the Tesco's one, I don't remember that one. So basically what happens is um, there's this family, um, and they, every time they kind of go to the shops, they, they get more Christmassy, literally. So here's the dad. He kind of changes into a Christmas tree and walks around ridiculously as a Christmas tree. Here's a, a cashier who's turned into some kind of reindeer. Basically everyone gets kind of magically transformed into something related to what our culture says Christmas is about. Um, the mum gets changed into a snow, a snow lady, um, and then you know, here's their Christmas party, and there's some crazy characters around the table. Um, and the boy, who's very skeptical about what's happening, he eventually kind of gets enchanted too, and he too becomes a Christmas tree. And their strapline is helping you become 
more Christmas. And of course, that happens as you go to Tesco's and buy Christmassy things. You become more Christmas. That's their whole point. But not surprisingly, not surprisingly, none of those transformations have anything to do with Christmas, actually, about the birth of Jesus. And I was trying to think this. I've not watched loads of telly over this season and watched adverts, but I think I'm probably safe to say that none of the Christmas adverts for any um, company or outlet have anything to do with Jesus. Why is it? How do we get to that? I mean, isn't he the reason why we celebrate Christmas? And yet it's entirely secular. Why is that? Well, that's basically because we're looking around and we're going, well, it's, it's like a Where's Wally scene. And some of you are trying to figure out, is Jesus actually in there? He's not. Okay, don't, don't waste your time. You won't find Jesus there any more than you'll find Jesus in the adverts of our culture. Because it's just seen as not that relevant. It's a, it's a season to have time off work, time with friends and family, give presents, uh, fun time with... Well, and they're all great things, by the way, aren't they? Praise God for those things. But where's Jesus? It's because Jesus, he is the greatest, the king of all kings. But at the heart of our sinfulness is that we... Basically, we get more enthusiastic about God's good gifts food and presence and family and friendship and love, all those things, than we do about Jesus. That's at the heart of our sinfulness. So he's the greatest, but we just don't see him as the greatest. I wonder if that's you this morning. It's not that you're kind of particularly angry at Jesus and kind of want to get rid of him particularly. You just, so what? I mean, what's the big deal? Well, let's go on to the wise men. Last, last response. And they worship, as we know, and, and um, Max read that out this morning so helpfully. Um, after they'd heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they'd seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to the Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Well, there are people responding appropriately to Jesus. Um, Jesus is the greatest, and he calls us to bow and give ourselves to him. The wise men gave precious gifts. He calls us to give our lives to him. What does that look like? Well, it is recognizing, first of all, that who Jesus is, that he is the king of all kings, creator of the universe, God, I mean, look, this is, this is the greatest miracle in the whole of the Bible. That the eternal God, who always has been, always will be, chose to take on our flesh, our blood. So that today you cannot say God is distant. God is one of us. He became one of us. He came into our world and he's the king of all kings. I wonder if you can see that today. The wise men could. What kind of king is he? Well, from the, bas- the passage we looked at, we know um, that the, um, the religious leaders said he's a shepherd, the one who will shepherd his people, the one who will lead his people, the one who will guide his people. But the way that he does that is he goes to the cross. So Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. I give my life for the sheep. And so actually the whole of Jesus' life is lived in the shadow of the cross. Every single step he took in his life was a step closer 
to the cross. Every breath that he breathed was a breath closer to the cross. And why does he do that? He goes to the cross because the thing is, we're like Herod. He is the greatest, but we want to be greatest. And we're like the religious leaders. He is the greatest, but we don't see him as greatest. We treasure other things more than him. And because God is just, and because it is an insult to God, an outrage to, to treat God like that, God must punish our sin. But on the cross, what happens is Jesus takes that punishment for us. So if we put our trust in him for forgiveness, we can be forgiven. And it's why Jesus is the king, but the crown that he wears is a crown of thorns, is a crown of suffering for us in our place. It is the most extraordinary thing, the most extraordinary act of love. So he's the greatest, and he calls us to bow and give ourselves to him in worship. I wonder which response most clearly characterizes you this morning. Is it like Herod? Jesus is great, but we want to be greatest. Is it like the religious leaders? Jesus is great, but we don't see his greatness. Or is it like the wise, is the, 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 the wise men? Jesus is great, and he causes us to bow and to worship him.